0: Global business news 24 hours a day
1: at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app. And on your radio, this is a Bloomberg Business Flash.
2: And I'm Karen Moscow. This update's brought to you by National Realty. 30% returns on cash and rented real estate. Find them at NRIA.net. U.S. stocks higher, headed toward an eighth year of a bull run, led by a rebound in energy shares amid speculation. Central banks will continue to provide stimulus to bolster sluggish global growth. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P 500 up three tenths percent or 6 points in 1985. Dow Jones Industrial Average up four tenths percent or 62 points to 17,026. The Nasdaq is little changed, up 3 points to 4,651. Ten-year Treasury down 10.30 seconds. The yield one point percent. The yield on the two-year 0.89 percent. NYMEX crude oil up 1.6 percent, or 57 cents, to 37.07 a barrel. COMEX gold down 1.4 percent, or 17.30 dollars 30 to 12.4580 an ounce. The euro 1.0951. The yen 112.89. Valiant Pharmaceuticals International will add three new board members, including a representative from one of the drug makers' biggest investors, and expand the panel to 14 directors from 12. Also, BMW predicting only a slight increase in deliveries, taking a cautious approach for a year when it risks losing its lead in the luxury car market to Mercedes-Benz. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike.
1: Karen Mosca, thank you very much. Stephen Shork of the Shork Report is with us. We're talking about the price of energy. Uh, We talked a little bit about natural gas and how uh, it was a mild winter. didn't help Uh, the price of natural gas. Uh, To what extent, Stephen, is... Oil correlated with the weather. Uh, it's correlated to, to the sense from the point of, of course, fossil fuels and the products, so, so gasoline and so forth. So, for instance, uh, as you pointed out, we had a very mild uh, summer. Excuse me, winter. So that meant in the northern latitudes, you didn't have snow, you didn't have ice. So you didn't have the normal weather demand destruction. So, again, the weather is going to play a difference, uh, certainly in the winter, depending on the road conditions. So the road conditions, for the most part, were very favorable to strong gasoline demand. And, indeed, this is is exactly uh, what we saw. And so that's also going to impact at this point right now in the Midwest because we're starting to enter the planting season. So you're going to see an outside is in demand for distillate fuels. So certainly if we get a rainy rainy spring or a rainy fall, so forth, and it kind of delays the planting or the harvesting, uh, if you're in the fall, that is, that's certainly going to impact your demand uh, patterns. And then, of course, we get into the summer. So from an oil standpoint, it it all depends, uh, uh, certainly at at points of the year. At some points, distillate fuels are going to lead the market, which is what we're going to start to see in the Midwest. And at other points, gasoline is going to drive the market typically around the holiday season, of course, and then once we get into the vacation season in the summer. Well, there you go. Vacation season is coming up. What's price gasoline going to be for uh, people who are going to get in the cars? Oh, you got spring break coming up here. Uh, yeah. Are people going to be um, – obviously prices are low, but where do they go as the driving season picks up? Well, historically, they're going to increase, and it's going to be a factor of, of, of two variables here. Of course, one is the increased demand, demand, uh, more cars on the road. Uh, and so the constraints that's going to be putting on manufacturing gasoline and getting gasoline to where it needs to be, of course, at your local pump. But also it's going to be the factor mm-hmm. of the summer-grade gasoline. So right now we blend for gasoline, or in the winter you're going to blend Correct. for gasoline that has a different vapor pressure. But once we get into the summer, you're going to have to uh, you'll lower your vapor pressure for environmental reasons. So of course to blend for lower vapor pressure when you get twenty or so petrochemicals that go into making a gallon of gasoline is right. much harder. So you'll you'll probably get like a 30, 40 forty cent increase at the pump, but given where prices are right now and it's still extremely favorable once we get into the summer.
0: Now, Stephen Shark is known for hyper detail Reports. We protect the copyright of all our guests. We're not going to send you the short Report. Contact Stephen Shork. Stephen, in the back of your report, you have a fabulous eight paragraphs, which is titled, This is a Tragedy. You rip apart the jobs report, and the arch thing that Mike McKee and he, I hear from our listeners, and maybe what Mr. Trump hears from his listeners, or Mr. Sanders hears from his listeners, Which is the quality of job formation? Yeah, you are stunned at the gift of low energy, Mm -hmm. and we're not creating the jobs we need to create. Discuss
1: absolutely, and and when natural gas is at three dollars, when it when it's when we. Gasoline, natural gas prices um, crashed. Someone in a discussion I was giving down in Houston asked, Well, isn't this the catalyst for a manufacturing renaissance in this country? And I absolutely agreed. And this, this was a question from a man from a very large steel company. So, certainly, the, the comparative advantage that we have over the world with our energy costs and the fact that we are not creating jobs. Guys, by 2018, on the current trend since the Great Recession, there are going to be more people, waiters, and bartenders than there are working in factories and mills in this country. And if we look back at the job creation since the Great Recession, or, or I should say this last week's uh, jobs report, it was heralded you – know, it was great because uh, we had so many jobs, 230,000 added into the private sector – guys, more than half of those jobs were on industries that pay $500, $550 a week. That is minimum wage jobs that that we are creating, and that's certainly not any sort of engine of growth and hence why you're getting the bizarre results that we're seeing in the election when Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders uh, are, you know, are, are getting so much positive consideration. There are obviously a lot of people out there that are concerned. So that is the tragedy. What's going to happen when oil and energy prices either move higher or the rest of the world catches up to these low prices, and we lose that advantage. If we can't make hay now when the sun is shining, what happens when the clouds appear? And that is indeed a very scary thought for me.
0: You know, I look, Steve, at at the job dynamics, and, folks, I can't convey the amount of mail we get uh, when the job optimists, I'm going to call them, show up. Part of this is incentivizing investment. If we incentivized energy investment, would it mean a thing to me? it wouldn't I mean the industry's basically in chaos until they sort the new price out, aren't they?
1: Oh uh, yeah, I know a- absolutely so uh,
0: I mean, well, not what, help
1: uh, and but what's what's going to happen now now from a job standpoint, those jobs aren't coming back. We've lost hundred and fifty thousand jobs If not more in the energy sector, and these are jobs that pay fourteen fifteen sixteen hundred dollars a week I mean these are these are the yeah. best paying jobs out there So unfortunately those jobs will come back but not nearly to the degree that we've lost it but in the end what we're seeing now is this retrenchment, forced retrenchment on the U.S. energy industry. And this is something that I can't imagine that OPEC did not see this happening. This industry, the North American industry, uh, is going to come out of this depression in, in, their, in, their, in their sphere of the world, and they're gonna come out of this that much stronger. They're gonna come out with, once you get through the M&A activity, once we let these debt-laden EMPs, that is, if the banks ever let them crash, they're going, those assets are going to be had for cents on the dollar. The productivity, the efficiency gains are going to be that much greater. The margins are going to be that much fatter. And hence why I'm d- doubtful that we'll ever see $70 mm-hmm. oil at any, w- which was the breaking point of the bear market. I doubt we'll ever get there in, mm-hmm. at any point in the foreseeable future because this industry is going to be that much better. And guys, let's not forget the other reason why oil, right. oil especially wants low oil prices. The inelasticity, price inelasticity of demand for gasoline is falling because what I'm calling it the Elon Musk effect. You have substitutes into this market. So, whereas we will get a pop in demand, that demand is not going to be commensurate with other pops of demand we've seen in the past because now I have alternatives. The Tesla, drive down Putnam Avenue in Greenwich. When I lived up in Greenwich 20 years ago.
0: Which is America, let's be honest. Well, right.
1: But the status car on Greenwich Avenue was what? The Humvee, which got like Like 700 yards to the gallon. Drive down Greenwich Avenue today. It's the Tesla. So inside of one generation, we've completely turned the demand Mm -hmm. uh, uh, economics on its head, and the is out of the bottle. So we're not going back. And wait until you see the impact of driverless technology on inelasticities. So OPEC is aware of this. They're they're fighting a losing battle. They're just trying to prolong it a little bit more. One minute
0: for our Canadian listeners. Give us an update on how Canada is faring with forty dollar Brent crude.
1: It's brutal, uh, as bad as it is in uh, the U.S. oil patch and everywhere from North Dakota down through Houston. Uh, you go out through Canada. And ca- Canada, th- th- their, their biggest problem is they're at the end of the pipe. So the complete dynamics, what's happening in natural gas has decimated the Canadian natural gas market, because you've got so much gas being produced in my home state here in Pennsylvania and right right across the border in eastern Ohio, with the Utica shale, that we've completely changed the epicenter of the Canadian natural gas market because we're exporting, and those exports are going to grow into Ontario. So we've completely displaced the western Canadian market at this point. So this is something that Canada is dealing with uh, right now, considering that the largest trading part of the United States doesn't need one of their key exports right okay. now, or not to that normal degree.
0: Steve, we've got to see you again when you're in New York. Great briefing. Stephen Short, the Short Report of Pennsylvania. <laughs> Just fabulous. And his, his research there um, on the February jobs report about, you know, great jobs report uh, with revisions, a terrific jobs report, but the income makeup is uh, – Gives one pause, Mike.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. He he, he wades into that debate. Yeah,
0: yeah. He took a real uh, right turn there. We, we like we like that within all of our guests. John Writing, thank you. Stephen Shork, thank you. Uh, tomorrow, Mario Draghi will be our guest in the eight thirty hour. This is, yes,
2: Bloomberg, is. Bloomberg Surveillance.